0: Hello and welcome to the Cove. I'm Lieutenant Colonel Marcus Luciani from the Cove team and today we're at the Victoria Barracks Sargent's Mess in Sydney. Thank you for joining us. If you haven't downloaded the Cove app and turned notifications on or followed the Cove on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter or ForceNet, then please consider doing that now uh, as these are the best way to keep across what's happening at the Cove. Today's Cove talk is Balancing Demanding Civilian and Military Careers and our guest is Major Mark Beretta. Uh, At the end of this presentation, you, the audience, will have the chance to ask Major Beretta some questions. You can text your questions to 0428 222 399 anytime from now until to the end of the questions. uh, And that number will appear periodically on the screen during the talk. Mark Beretta is a popular television sports presenter. He's also an author, engineer, 10 times Australian water ski champion and marathon bike rider. As a current presenter on Seven Network's Sunrise program, he's watched by almost half a million Australians every day. In 2019, at the age of 53, Mark joined the Australian Army Reserve as a public affairs officer and is currently posted to headquarters of the First Division. In addition to his morning TV and other broadcasting commitments, including major events like Bathurst, the Commonwealth Games and Olympic Games, Mark still generally commits around 100 days per year to his reserve service. Now he balances his reserve and civilian career commitments, plus his views on reserve service in Army is what, is what we're going to explore today. Mark, it's a pleasure to have you, and thanks for joining us at The Co.
1: Sir, thanks very much. I prefer to ask the question, so I'll have to go and see we go. Well, you're probably better at
0: it. Uh, Mark, you're on top of your game uh, in your civilian career after 30 years uh, in broadcasting at the age of 53. What's your story behind joining the Army? Uh, it's something I'd always wanted to do.
1: When I went through uh,
0: school at St. Joey's
1: College in Geelong, I did Army Cadets and really enjoyed it. Um, Probably got the bug there. And just as life went on, I just took a different path. You know, in year 12, I had the the brochures for Portsea and Duntroon and I'd I'd read and I was excited and I was ready to go. And uh, I just got involved in sport and this radio thing at the time. And that led me through to, to Triple M and Channel 10, Channel 7, and it's just kept going. You know, you get sometimes you get on a path to something and it it just all unfolds in front of you and uh, that's the way I went and uh, I emceed the Legacy Ball in Brisbane which uh, people who have been in in Brisbane may be familiar with that it's a legendary night out and I ended up at a place called the James Squires pub at 2am in the morning uh, with a group from the ball and there happened to be some recruiters there and I told my story about how I'd always wanted to join and uh, I said but obviously now I'm too old I've missed my moment and they said well as a matter of fact you're not too old See you Monday. And then uh, that was it. Went, to, uh, went through Defence Force recruiting, went through that process and uh, ended up becoming a public affairs officer, which I have thoroughly loved ever since.
0: Really good to hear the recruiters are doing their job at 2am <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> um, think back to the training that you've had in Army, yep. both, uh, both the all core training that you've had as, as an SSO and also your public affairs training. Yep. Did that change you as a person or, or as a media professional? And what has Army given you that's new?
1: Um, exactly what I'd hoped for, to be honest. I, I wanted a, a broader perspective, and I'd been <coughs> in my job, and like a lot of reservists and SSOs, you're in your profession for a, a long time, and you become not comfortable, but but competent and, and under control mm-hmm. with it. And you get to a point where you sort of look for something else. You know, you want something to, uh, A, to be a challenge, but something that you can take something away from as well. And I think that's where reserve service has something very special, because you do get that, you get something that you're going to get something back from, you get something that you're going to get a good feeling putting into. You know, the whole notion of service since I've joined has been something that I I wasn't as aware of beforehand. But I I understand now how strong that is and what that means to everyone in uniform. And to me, that's really special. So um, I got much more back than than I'd ever imagined. Uh, So it's been, um, it has been quite an... uh, For me, it's been a tremendous journey. You know, I really enjoyed it. Met some incredible people. Um, Their dedication to their work um, inspires me every day. And uh, I'm honestly really proud every time I put this uniform on. It, it means a lot to me.
0: Terrific. Um, many reservists with a, with a, a significant sc- civilian skill set want to do something completely different in the Army. Uh, why did you choose to, to follow the, the public affairs stream? Why not be uh, an infantry officer or, or soldier or a gun yeah. number or something, something that is just a break away from the norm? Yeah,
1: exactly the, the process I went through, and I think everyone goes through. Um, I wanted to go into infantry because I wanted the, the full experience. I wanted mm. to do what I'd always wanted to do. But I sort of realised that maybe I had a, a skill that could be useful. And if I wasn't using that skill, that may be a little bit frustrating. So uh, I've met reservists who do all sorts of things. I've met the lawyers who who are truckies out on the weekend and um, people from all sorts of backgrounds. Some who, who follow their specialisation, their skill, and, and a lot who don't. And both are equally happy. You know, I think the thing about being reservist is that you, you come into it highly motivated. You know, you're coming into it because you really want to do it. Um, it's something that... Um, Maybe you have put off from earlier in life that you want to fulfil, as in in my case, or you just realise that, you know, there's something bigger in the world that you can give back to, that you can help people. And, um, you know, Army certainly gives you the chance to do that. So there there are a lot of positives I find from Reserve Service and and everyone who I've spoken to along my courses and and getting involved and keeping in touch with my peers, we probably feel the same way. You know, it's a a pretty special experience. It's incredibly overwhelming coming in, to be honest, because you, You're coming into an organisation that is very drilled at what it does Mm -hmm. you know and and you've got to get yourself up to speed and step into that machine so that from a reserve point of view that's really challenging Um, to come in cold um, and and try and get your head around what's happening and and speak a brand new language with a whole bunch of new terms um, learn about ranks and people and who does what and and how this whole machine works is is really daunting but it is hugely rewarding the day that it all starts to click and for me, that probably took a, a couple of years mm. to really feel that I had a, a bit of a handle on things. And to be honest, I, I probably don't fully, and I'm still learning so much. and It's one of the things I love about it. every time I go somewhere, um, I can pull out some more information, you know, and I, and I, will, I will grab people and, and have a good chat to them. And, you know, I've, I've done that in the room a couple of times tonight, just just learning what people do. And everyone's got such a fantastic job. And, you know, we're so proud of the work that they do. And, and I think that's one of the great things. If you're, if you're engaged with what you're doing and, and you're proud of the work that you do, and as a result of all that, you, you do a great job at it. It just, the whole thing works, You know, the whole thing just gets better and better. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of, of Army and reserve service and, and what it gives to the community and what it, everyone gets back
0: from it as well. Yeah, fantastic. So um, so three years in, in the Army now, what sort of things has the Army got you doing in, in your, your public affairs role, noting your, your broadcasting background? Yep,
1: um, a, a lot of things I've really enjoyed. Uh, I've media trained on pre-command course, I've done a lot of media training taking people in front of camera to just get them more comfortable with being in front of camera because as we know it's a little bit of a different experience Um, and uh, just interview skills that sort of thing i've done a a lot of mc work i've done the the regular um, public affairs stuff um, dealing with pags and all that that sort of thing Um, and done a lot of courses so i've done my uh, sso course where i learned to carry my sheets over my shoulder at six in the morning (laughs) and make my bed really well which my wife has been thrilled about (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then, uh, yes, that was SSO. Then I did public affairs course, which was great because it, you, you always think, you know, you think when you've been in a business a long time that you, you know it and that, you know, you, you can't learn a lot more about it. But it was great to sort of step back and just um, see it from a different perspective mm-hmm. and just learn it. I was learning it from the other end. You know, like I've always come at it from the media guy and I think that's the way everything should be done is down that line. But now I'm looking at it from the, you know, from the public affairs point of view. What it means, the way the message is presented, um, the impact it can have on on people and, and organisations, and so that for me has, has been a great learning. Um, and from there, I did uh, a captain's course um, and major's course at the moment. So yes, I'm an expert on IMAPS if you need to know. <laughs> <about IMAPs.
0: laughs> okay, <laughs> don't mind um, uh, More generally, what do you think that reservists bring to army as mm-hmm. as a whole? Yep, um, a specialist set of skills.
1: You, you probably, for the the specialist service operators that that I've I've worked with, they are so specific in what they do. Whether they be doctors, lawyers, uh, media professionals, nurses, whatever, um, they're highly trained in in that area. Mm-hmm. So this is what I think is really good about army: is you you grab that person and that skill and you transplant them into the organisation. You know, not many organisations can do that, and and you have them here at call for when you need them. It, it's really quite clever. Um, so that. That skill is brought in as needed, and I think um, it, it works both ways. You know, for, for me, it's given me a, a lot of skills that, that I didn't have before. Um, Army for me has taught me a lot about teamwork, um, a lot about structure and organisation and, and management skills. Like I've worked in Channel 7 for 28 years. I have never been on a training course. Like we have not done a training course in 28 years. Um, I don't have a mm. performance review. It comes at 9.15 every morning when the ratings come in. And you either got your job or you don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> so to have to have someone sit you down and say, look, here's a structure. Here's your road to progression. you know, Here's what happens. Um, and have someone review you. You know, every year this is fantastic because I think we all need that feedback. And certainly, that's something that in, in my profession, my employer, people would really benefit from. It's just, and it just lets you know whether you're, you're heading down the right path of what's required or, you, or you're not. And not not every organisation gets that. But I think Army has defined that model really well. And having the mechanic there is a good thing. Now I understand that not everyone's thrilled about the system all the time, but it is a system, and it, it's a structure, and it's there, and it's there to work within. So um, that for me has been, you know, one of the, the good things. I think just the whole idea of, of working in teams has been refreshing because again, when you, especially for specialists, you work so far down your road, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting this narrow channel that you're heading down, and and you don't have many people working around you after a while. You know, you end up sort of down the road by yourself a bit. And when you come back and you're starting again um, at an area that is not your expertise and, and you've got to pick it up and, and the only way that you can do that and you can learn it is by the people around you. So all of a sudden you are relied on the team. You, you bring your skill into the team when it's needed. But but so does she and, and so does he. And you know, the whole thing works really well. And I've just found I found the uniform and army a great level for people. You know, for me, when I'd, I walk in here. I'm um, a I, I major Beretta, and I do that job in public affairs and
0: whatever else doesn't matter. Which and you've, I you've walked like. the same path that every other SSO public yeah. affairs officer has yeah. as well. Sheets yeah. over shoulder at six yeah. in the morning.
1: For <laughs> <laughs> Parade in the rain.
0: <laughs> hey, um, I mentioned in the intro that you do about 100 days a year, uh, a year for Army. How did you find that you needed to adjust your, your work and personal routines to mm. fit that kind of commitment into what is already a busy lifestyle and a busy job?
1: Yeah, it, it, it's hard. No doubt about it. I think it's the same for every every Reservist. You're juggling all the time. Um, but I think you do what you want to do and you do what you like to do. And if, if the work is, is satisfying and you're enjoying it and you're getting getting something back from it, you, you put more time into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't had any trouble and I'm lucky I've got a really supportive employer. Kerry Stokes, our Chairman, has been a, a great supporter of Army and Defence. And, um, and and my bosses were, were really thrilled with the idea that I was coming to be a Reservist. Um, so, Having a,
0: a supportive work environment is a great thing. Um, Where do they draw the line between the flexibility that mm. they will give you and the flexibility that they, that they don't? Yep.
1: I haven't hit that line yet. Um, I've taken defence leave to do my courses and defence mm. leave when I need it. And I've never had anything knocked back to say you need to be here instead. But I also, I manage that as well. Mm-hmm. I, I won't go away, obviously, when Olympic Games are on or com Games are on. I will be where my employer needs me. Mm-hmm. And it, it's worked out well for me with my reserve life that um, when I'm needed there, I can find times when I'm needed there that don't conflict with where I need to be somewhere else for seven. Um, so, so far, that that's worked out well. But uh, as much as a, a supportive employer, you need a, a supportive manager inside Army as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's a big thing. Um, reservists can offer a lot, um, and properly managed, probably 100% more. Um, I think if you can find tasks that they can they can take away and do in time, and, and work off site on things, yep. that works really well. Because you know, often you'll find yourselves you find yourself in, during the day with maybe a spare 30 minutes or an hour, and you can punch into an activity or, or a task that you need to do. Yeah. Um, so if you're prepared to manage a, a reservist like that, I think an important thing too is to sit down. With your reservist and say hey, so how, how do we make this work for both of us mm-hmm. you know how do we how do i get the best out of you um what can i do to to help you you know manage your time and what you've got to do because i think probably one thing i've found in the reserve workforce is that uh, people are, are highly motivated you know they're they're professionals at what they do they, they've reached a level because of their work ethic and and their skills and their commitment um, but they want something more, you know, and this this is fulfilling something else for them. And and they will turn that same energy and that same intellect and that same commitment I- into this job if you can help them steer through it. You know, they, they will give you the energy, but but don't bash them over the head and make it hard for them, I think is, is probably the message. Do what you can to help your reservists, and I'm, I'm sure that you'll get a result and an output from that person that would be pretty impressive, hopefully.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic insight and advice. That's, a, I think, that's particularly for the the ARA managers who who aren't yeah. uh, or those that, that aren't um, intuitive or have experience intuitive. Yeah. I think that's that's great advice because you, you the way you manage your reserves needs to be different to the way that you, you manage your, your ARA stuff. Yeah. And uh, I think you need to we need to remember that uh, that the reserve service is not their number one priority; it's their second priority, yeah. as as it is for you. Yeah. So. And, and so it works probably works both ways too we understand that that we're hard to manage you know
1: that we <laughs> are we're a different requirement yeah um so i think most reservists are, you know are aware of that and they understand the pressures that they can put on their managers who are trying to work out how to best use them and manage their time so mm-hmm. you know but i think that the best thing is to sit down and have that discussion and have it regularly you know have it every 6 months you know how are you going how are you keeping up with what you need to do are you able to keep your your time up um you know how do we get more out of you and and do you want to give more i think is the big thing too because um you know quite often people want to want to do more. I've certainly found that with a lot of the medical professionals that I've, I've come across. Um, they want to do more, you know, they, they want to do more time. So the question is how to, how to manage that and get that out of
0: them. Yeah, okay. Sort of linked to that, I mean, we know we've got some staffing shortfalls in the Army currently, and we're looking to, to recruit a bit more. And uh, the last two and a half years of domestic operations have really have really uh, reinforced to Army how important the reserve is. Mm. Not only not only those who are the 2Div the type uh, type reservists, but also um, the the ones and twos, the specialists that are that are in the more full time uh, full time part of the organisation. Uh, what do you think motivates reservists, uh, and how can we make sure that over a career that they have a positive experience, um, uh, a meaningful experience that where where it's a, it's a it's a fair exchange between the individual mm-hmm. and army.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I think exchange is a good description mm-hmm. because that's what it is. It it's got to go both ways. Um, I think making them um, part of the contribution if you know what I mean, if, 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 if there's activity going on, to, ha- to have them as part of that activity mm-hmm. make, makes a big difference. To feel that their time is worthwhile. Um, we all want to feel that our, our time is worthwhile. And, uh, you know, to have um, Reservists parked out and, and not involved in the in the tasks is is probably not a great situation. So the, the way the tempo has been over the last few years that I've been involved, it, there's been plenty to do. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, as Reservists, we've been engaged in that as well, which is, has been fantastic. Um, I think just just keeping them in the loop, um, keeping people involved in in what's happening, training is a great thing. You know, getting people up to speed because the more reservists come up to speed and and can integrate more seamlessly into the army family, um, that helps the process. So training is a is a big part of I think. But um, I think the key motivation for people is to be actually doing something. You know, we all join to do something. Something we, we want to be about, Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You now we we to we want to serve. We want to feel that feeling that that you know, regular army of feeling as well, of, of service. Mm-hmm. So that that's, to me, that word of service has been something that I wasn't aware of when I stepped in, but has become so important. And I see that in so many people. When I, I talk to people, reserves and, and regular army about it, you know, that when that word comes up, you know, it just lights people's eyes up. You know, they, they get service. It, it's a it's much more a motivator than I ever imagined.
0: Mm-hmm. How has the, uh, the reaction to your reserve service been in your workplace? Not so much with the employer, but more with your peers and the people you work with.
1: Yeah, they're uh, they're really impressed. Actually, it's, it's great. Um, I was surprised because I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what to expect. And it, it, it's a tough thing because you're sort of saying to your your work family that you've spent so much time with and mm. you're supposed to be 100% committed to. Look, I really love you guys and you're great and we work well, but I need to go and do this over here now and have you know go and do this thing that I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So it's um it's interesting, but it it amazed me how supportive people are and 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 respectful and um and proud of what you do. You know, I think that's um it's an amazing thing and you know everyone in uniform I, I think would appreciate that that feeling that um you know that, that people support you is is a really great thing and it makes a big difference um i think it it empowers you to to do more um i think it you know it empowers you to to, to train it empowers you to to just be more involved i think know yeah, having support of your your workplace and your peers and, and your family is is such an important thing you know as, as we all know families a big part of what we do and, and you don't do anything without the support of your family and um You know if you're swimming against the tide if you're doing it against them so you've got to get them convinced first but um yeah and i think um i think the amount of support for for what defense does i think sometimes too um regular army forgets how much the people of australia respect army and and what army does you know i think when you've been in in for a long time you you sometimes lose track of that you know i'm surprised sometimes that people don't have a, a better handle on what the community thinks about army and how respectful and 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 the i guess the the admiration um, for people in uniform, you know, it, it's it's a big thing, and I, I'm lucky
0: enough because I step between the two that I, I see it a lot. Yeah, true. Well, I'm really pleased that you you yeah, you you see, you see that because uh, you know me who's been in for over 20 years now possibly loses sight of that a little bit sometimes, uh, and we we do need, need to remember that. Mark, before I before we go to do some questions, which I'm sure we've got from either the audience here at uh, Vic Barracks, Sergeant Mess, uh, or on the on the Cove phone, uh, can you share with us uh, your the highlight of your military career so far, and also the highlight of your civilian career. Sure,
1: um, probably highlight of my military career, working wise, was was emceeing the the Chief of Army's uh, handover last week. You know, right. For me, that was a that was a a big thing and a wonderful experience to be part of, and something I never imagined I'd, I'd be part of. Um, and my other one was probably surviving SSO course because um, <laughs> it was touch and go there for a while, <laughs> but a great experience because I think. You, I mean, we join as Reservists, you join for the Army experience and boy, you get it, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, and it's great, you know, we, we, we expect that and it, it really gives you a taste of, you know, of, of Army life and recruit life and um, it was a, a good uh, reawakening to, I'll call it a grounding, it was very grounding, which was good. <laughs> so. um, and working life, I probably... I've been to 13 Olympic Games now with seven. Um, so an Olympic Games in, in my area of work is is the ultimate. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought if I could get to one one day, that'd be great. So I've been to 13, summer and winter, um, done every different role probably that you can do at Olympic Games. I've, I've commentated sports. I've hosted the most watched moment in Australian television, which was when Cathy Freeman yeah. ran in Sydney 2000. So my career peaked 22 years ago. <laughs> it's been smaller audiences ever since. <laughs> but um, they'd probably be my, my couple of moments.
0: Uh, we do have a, we do have a couple of questions uh, coming in from from the online audience. We'll start off with, uh, and the first is from Colonel Trent Ber, uh, Bernard, who's Colonel Training at Nine Brigade um, in, with Intuitive. Uh, Mark, having been recruited in recent years for your specialist capabilities, what advice would you give to others who are considering a late entry into the ADF? And what do you think the ADF could do to attract other similar professionals? That's yeah. a great
1: question. Yep, thanks, sir. I think. Um uh, firstly, uh, I, I absolutely would encourage people to join. I'd say do it, do it before sooner rather than later. Uh, I wish I'd done it like, probably five, ten years ago, or five or ten years earlier, um, because I, I think you know I'd, I'd be so much further down the road now and, and mm-hmm. so much more um, skilled than, than what I am at the moment. Still learning so much. Um, how do you encourage people? Um, I, look. To be honest, the, the, uh, you know this, but um, the Defence Force recruiting process can sometimes be, be long and, and arduous. And I think in a competitive world where we are in the moment for, for talent, and, and particularly in this market at the moment, um, it is really competitive for, uh, for staff and, and talent. And if, if you're letting people slip through the gaps and taking too long to snare them, they're gonna grab something else. Yeah. Um, so I think speeding that process up would be a great practical step. I don't know how you do it, and I'm sure there are incredible challenges.
0: Well, I, I know that they're working on that that problem yeah. as, as we speak. Sure. Yep.
1: Having said that, it's probably the best recruiting process um, I've ever come across. It is so thorough and and so good at, at sitting you down and saying you would be good at this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would encourage I'd encourage kids who have an interest in defence to just go and go through the process mm-hmm. just to get a feel for you know what's possible. But as far as getting specialists in, um, a lot of it is I think is is peer generated. It, it's word of mouth because those people. Specialists tend to work in such, a, as I said, you know, a streamlined area, and they, they work amongst themselves. But I think that's getting out and about. You know, certainly amongst the professionals from law and medicine and and, and nursing and public affairs, that I've spoken to. You know, people people talk at that level, and um, if they've had a good experience, they'll you know they'll, they'll be the best recruiters. So make sure they have a good experience. Send them out as recruiters. Uh, I think we could do more just to to spread the word on what reserve service is. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had a. As far as I've ever seen, a very generic TV ad campaign, and I love TV ads; they're wonderful, <laughs> they pay the bills. Um, but it, it's somehow, got to get people more information about, you know, what it is and what's involved, what the commitment is, what you get back out of it. And I, to, I do believe I think something like that
0: is happening at the moment. Uh, I think we've got a question from in the room. Do we? Anyone want to ask a question of, of Mark Breder here at the uh, Vic Barry Sergeant's mess? No. Okay. Have we got any more? Any more online? The. We're good. We're good. I think we're we're pretty close to running out of time. Anyway, anyway, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Sir. Thank you very much for for coming and joining us on the on the on the cove today. That's uh, that's some fantastic insight. I think particularly what you said uh, about uh, how how to manage reservists uh, uh, and and the unique uh, the unique capabilities that they bring to make sure that um, that they have a. Uh, a fulfilling career and a fulfilling yeah. exchange, I think, is is uh is really important. So uh, thank you very much for coming on the sir. cove. Thank you very much for jo- for joining us uh, in the army over the last few years. It's been fantastic having you, and hopefully we'll see a bit more of you on the cove, uh, sitting in this this chair <laughs> <laughs> <Great> <laughs> r- talk, r- so rather than the other way around. You're gonna put me out of a job. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do have a uh, limited edition uh, 2022 cove oh, for, cove coin to say thank That's you awesome. very much, thank and one you. of our our uh, fancy. Fancy leather notebooks. So oh, thanks, thanks very much for, for for joining us. You don't get those at Channel Seven, sir. Don't <laughs> right. <That's really>, really, <laughs> get anything really at Channel Seven. <laughs> um, look, uh, before we go, just a reminder to follow the Cove on uh, either through the through the app, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or ForceNet. Uh, keep across what's going on at the Cove. There's plenty of good content uh, and plenty of uh, Cove talks and activities coming up in the next couple of months. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, have a look at the, the the 2022 Cove Challenge, which we've just completed, which is on the Cove homepage. Uh, thanks again for everyone out there for, for joining us at the Cove.